1: Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
0: Hey. Welcome back. It is Hardline. Here on News Radio 930 WBEN, Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy, and. Right on time, the former host of the show, (laughs) Kevin Hardwick. Sir, it's great to have you in the studio. Yeah, yeah. well,
1: just just, uh, my excuse. I was late. I was supposed to be here at the top of the hour, as you probably know. I was stuck in traffic. Uh, Just uh, I blame Alan Harris for this. Where's traffic command when (laughs) you need it? (laughs) Saved by by the governor. Look, if you're out there, uh, unless things have changed, if you're going eastbound on the 290, uh, there's, uh, They got it down to, uh, the two left lanes are closed near Millersport, and the backup is crazy. Ah, well, this
2: traffic report brought to you by there Kevin you go. Hardwick, yeah. Yeah. Erie Hardwick. County legislator, Canisius Kev, College professor.
1: Kevin, you are so
0: full of knowledge, and we have just a little bit of time, so I really want to pick your brain uh, with the primaries. Now, it really is down to two candidates. I mean, Tulsi is still there, yeah. uh, but we're down to two candidates. My first question, the obvious one, uh, because this happened after your appearance during the week. Uh, what happened to Elizabeth Warren's campaign?
1: Well, it it, it never took off. I think it uh, actually I take that back. It did. It did take off the summer. She was she was looking fine. You know, she made the mistake of coming out, I think, with too many details about her health care plan. Uh, and I think that that uh, that hurt her. Uh, And uh, Bernie's campaign took off and uh, she was never able to uh, to she was fighting for those same voters. And Bernie won.
2: I think it's fair to say she took down Michael Bloomberg almost single handedly. Oh, oh,
1: she did. That was I referred to it the other uh, morning on the morning news as a a kamikaze mission. Because she, uh, <laughs> she she took him down. There, there's no question did. about it. She was very effective. And if, she,
2: she wasn't shy and, either about uh, letting Bernie know uh, with a hot mic that he uh, insulted <laughs> yeah, her on national TV.
1: Absolutely. But, and, and, and I think there's still some hard feelings there, and, and we'll see where that goes.
0: Is there a reason, though, uh, because in back-to-back debates, Elizabeth Warren did very well against Michael Bloomberg. Like you said, mm-hmm. single-handedly took him out of the—but she didn't— get the rewards of that those voters pretty much went to joe biden they did not go to elizabeth warren
1: yeah that was the thing she wasn't going after bernie sanders as much as she was going after bloomberg uh so you know there it didn't make sense from that perspective uh you know if you if you had that lane the progressive lane you wanted Bloomberg and Biden to go at it. You wanted Bloomberg to stay alive and split the votes with Biden. But she went right after him and, in effect, helped Biden more than she helped herself or certainly Sanders. Well, and
0: she definitely hurt uh, Bernie by staying for Super Tuesday and taking those votes mm-hmm. away from him in Massachusetts. Yep. All right. So you have two candidates now. Again, Tulsi Gabbard's still there. I'm going to ask one Tulsi question because she is still in the primary. Uh, do you agree that she should be allowed in the next debate, as she is now making a case for?
1: You know, I'm I, I'm ambivalent. I think that uh, anybody that's still standing—I mean, it's not like it's—it's it's one additional uh, podium on the stage. It's not like we're back this summer where you had uh, two two debates of ten each. Uh, <laughs> certainly, there's room for her um, if she wants to make her case, but but then at the same time you say she's probably got zero chance of winning anything and you'd rather hear from the two people that uh, that that do have a chance
2: why is she still in it is it just to have name recognition is it just to have her name floating out there as a possible vp candidate what's her point do you think kevin
1: i don't think she's going to be anybody's vp candidate i think it's more for yeah the name recognition uh, you know future considerations maybe
0: yeah she did give up her seat in congress so she's got nothing going after. Uh, after I mean, I January. think if you want to
1: talk about VP, I think you saw Amy Klobuchar uh, on yes. Tuesday do a uh, audition for VP. She delivered Minnesota for Joe Biden. I think that that was that was uh, you know that was a that was a big uh, big accomplishment there. Well,
0: and as we saw in 2016, Minnesota will be in play in the general election. I I,
1: I think it will be, and I think that's important. And, and it's not just Minnesota. I think she has that Midwest appeal, and there are a number of states there that she could be helpful in.
2: The other name you hear uh, possibly bandied about for a VP candidate is Kamala Harris, who came out today and endorsed Joe Biden. But I wonder, uh, Kevin, I think, you know, Biden has California probably wrapped up. Now, granted, she's African-American, but is she a viable VP candidate yeah, I, over I, I think she is. I think say? she
1: is. Again, not because of California, but because she is African-American. She is a woman. Um, I think that for Biden to do better than Clinton uh, four years ago, assuming Biden is the nominee, He's got to have a big, big, big African-American turnout. That sunk Clinton four years ago.
0: Do you think President Obama will be making his endorsement anytime soon? Now that we are down to two candidates... Uh, it is his he's, former VP.
1: He's he's waited this long. I think he'll wait till it's all over. I think he'll wait to the convention or just before the convention, where there is uh, where there is a, a, a an apparent nominee. How
2: do you how do you interpret the faith that he hasn't come out yet for Joe Biden? Well,
1: I think I think some of his people have said that it's it's the kiss of death if he does that. <laughs> he hasn't done so well in the past with his uh, his endorsements. Um, I don't know. I I think if you're you know now an elder statesman in the party. Um, what's in it for you? You can sit back and let them fight it out and at the uh, at the appropriate time come in that way you don't have to tick anybody off and and you know, you're still Barack Obama. All right, now looking
0: at Tuesday, obviously not as big as the Tuesday we just had, uh, what does Bernie need to do to get back? Because right now all the news is about Joe Biden. But, he's getting the endorsements. He's taking the lead when everyone thought his campaign was dead. What does Joe Biden need to? Or, I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders need to do on Tuesday.
1: Well, if he can win Michigan the way that he did four years ago, and that's certainly possible, then you know, then he can make the case. I'm I'm right back in it. You know, there is life to his campaign. So I think that's that's going to be his major focus.
0: Do you see this still being uh, up for grabs when the primaries come
1: through New York? Well, that's a good question. I think I think that the, uh, the 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 gains on the part of either Biden or Sanders from here on in will be incremental in nature. There won't be any. You know, big pots of delegates that all of a sudden they'll they'll just surge ahead. So yeah, it, it could be. It could be alive, which would be nice for those of us who, you know, like to see the candidates here. You know, you you know, you you look back to this summer when there were like twenty six or twenty eight hmm. Democrats running and, you know, you look and you've got the whole menu. You can certainly everybody can find a candidate that looks a lot like them that they would like. By the time all always, almost always, by the time it gets to New York, it's here's your choice. You know, you you get this one and, and that's it. Now, four years ago, that was different on both the Democrat and the Republican sides. It was nice because we did get to choose. Now, certainly the, the field was, you know, down to a handful of candidates, but at least we did get to choose. For, you know, decades or so before that, it was like, you know we had no choice whatsoever and and that uh, that's uh, that that whole feeling of of worthlessness on our part is exacerbated by what happens in the fall because we know regardless of what happens whoever the Democratic nominee is, is going to take New York in the fall. I mean, that's just a given. If they don't, then they won't need New York because they'll have every state other than Massachusetts.
2: You mentioned uh, a couple of times, Kevin, about the number of candidates that started out, uh, you know, on that debate stage. You know, here we are, you know, mid-March, you've got two old white men in their 70s.
1: Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. I I, I mean, it really is. I mean, you you know, I mean, it looked (laughs) like with with all the, the diversity in the field, that you'd get a woman or an African-American or an Hispanic or a young guy like Pete Buttigieg, a, a, you know, a a, a a gay mayor from, uh, um, you know, Indiana. Indiana, right. Uh, you, you'd think, and, and here we get, you know, two old white guys. Yes.
2: Yeah, it really is kind of mind-boggling.
1: All
0: right, now follow me for this question, Kevin. <laughs> this is something I talked about on Friday, and I said I was going to ask you today. Uh, you look at the split right now in the ideas of the two remaining candidates okay you have bernie sanders who i would say is very far to the left he is admitted he is a social uh, democrat socialist you have joe biden who i think is perceived to be more moderate now obviously he's been brought a little more to the left like hillary was in 2016. do you see the bernie bros as they like to call themselves <laughs> if they if bernie doesn't get the nomination this time around do you see a split in the Democrat Party, that you could see the formation of a third party and not a third party as we know it, but a third major party in time for the 2024 election.
1: That's always a possibility, but I don't think that that's going to happen. More likely, you'll see uh, a significant number of Bernie Sanders followers just drop out and, and say, we're not going to, you know, they may write in Bernie Sanders or they may not, you know, they may refuse to vote for Biden. They may hate the establishment more than they hate Trump. And they may actually, as some of them did uh, four years ago, vote for Donald Trump. So, yeah, you do see a, a splitting of, of that part of the Democratic Party, but I don't think you'll see a third party. Because I,
0: I see this split different than the Republican split in 2016. And tell me, tell me if you if you agree or if I'm way off. Um, Because in 2016, you see the never-Trump Republicans. It's more that they don't agree with the way President Trump delivers his, his speeches, right? The way he communicates on Twitter. It's not really policy that Republicans that don't support the president had a problem with. In the Democrat Party, it is a difference of ideas. It's a difference of policy.
1: Well, I think that uh, I, I I think that there is some truth to that, Joe, but I think that one thing that most Democrats uh, unite around is their desire to beat Donald Trump to win in November. Um, and regardless of which side of the political spectrum they're on, I think that's uh, that's for most of them, that's uh, that's goal number one.
0: But in 2024 that won't be there. And that's why I think there might be the split because it is, You do have part of the party that is going very hard to the left Mm -hmm. when another portion of the party, and I would throw you in that portion, thinks that the way to win is to be moderate Mm -hmm. to the left.
1: Yeah, and and that's, you know what, That's, that's not uncommon. That's happened in the Democratic Party before. It's happened in the Republican Party before. It's uh, it's you know parties are in a two-party system. We have big tents, and oftentimes as a result, there's a lot of crossover between you know the the uh, the uh, liberal end of the uh, Republican Party and the conservative end of the Democratic Party. There is a mm-hmm. lot of crossover, and a lot of ourselves find ourselves in the middle, saying, "Where do I belong?" If we had a multi-party system, as they do in many other nations in the world, uh, that would be different. We could find a tailored fit for ourselves. But in a two-party system. Them. Again, I go back to my analogy. If there were only uh, two sizes of clothes—a small and a large—what would you know? What would a medium do?
2: <laughs> that's a very interesting analogy. In, in the interest of accuracy, or, or let me
1: let me let me break it down for a lot of people, including myself. If you're a uh, you know, if you're a, uh, a a Catholic and you believe in the church's teachings, what do you do? If you're on abortion, you go you know I mean, if that's your big issue. Uh, which for many of it is, is you go Republican. If on the other hand you're more into the social justice thing, you go you go Democratic. Um, there you know it's tough for a Catholic to know what to do, or a lot of other people. That's just one example.
2: Well, as a Catholic, I can really relate to what you just said. I do want to clarify too. Kamala Harris is actually not African American, as a couple of our texters point out, Correct. and I yes. knew this as well. She's yes. Jamaican and uh, uh, of East Indian heritage, but identifies as I what I've read as a woman of color. So. Thank you for the folks who have pointed out that clarification. Uh, Kevin, do you think, uh, getting back to New York, you were saying how it's essentially irrelevant in some ways. Uh, Do you think that uh, anybody from the Trump administration will come visit in support of uh, Chris Jacobs for NY27?
1: I think there's a possibility. And I think if they do, it's a, uh, you know, it's uh, it it, it's a, Uh, Another feather in the cap of Nick Langworthy, the the state Republican chair. I mean, obviously, Nick went down there, was able to probably get that tweet uh, endorsement for Chris Jacobs out of the president. And it's not out of uh, out of the question that he, you know, he'd get the president to come in here. I wouldn't uh, you know, I I, I guess I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he also coupled it with a fundraiser because, you know, I mean, Trump is not going to win New York in the fall, Uh, again, unless he wins every other state other than Massachusetts. It's not going to happen. So he's not going to be here campaigning for himself in the fall. He may come here to raise some money, however, because there is a lot of money in New York, especially downstate, and uh, he can use that money to spend in the so-called battleground states.
2: But imagine, uh, you know, in a deep blue state like New York, Trump being here, and I'm sure a lot of people would turn out for him, just the optics, I think, might be worth his while, and especially since he likes to draw crowds, and he's, a, in my opinion, a showman when it comes to those types of crowds.
1: Yeah, but he can get those crowds anywhere. and In you know, a deep the- blue state? Uh, no. Well, wh- why Why would you uh, – I don't think uh, when, when, it, when it's showing up on Fox News that he's giving this speech, I don't think that under it the, the, the character generator says, in a deep blue state. No, I don't, but it would say New uh, no, York. No, you just see Trump saying, doing his thing, and a lot of people behind him supporting him. <laughs> Depends on what show. I, it is. I, think, I, I, think, I think there are enough other states that he needs to be in. Uh, on a regular basis, and there's only so much time between now and November, I think you want to go to those battleground states and have those rallies. Let me
0: follow that up. Uh, if you're the president, uh, what is your game plan to get 270 in November? Where do you see the likelihood of him getting those votes? Do you see the same states going Trump in 2020, or is he going to need
1: a different path to 270? I I think the path is going to be similar. There may be a few other states that depends on who the nominee is. Obviously, there might be a different path if it's Bernie than if it's uh, if it's Joe Biden. Uh, but I think he, I, I think you'll see a lot of playing defense. I think he'll have to protect the states that he won, that no one thought he would win. Certainly, uh, you know, Michigan and, and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania were key in that regard. He's going to have to keep uh, keep Florida. I think Ohio is probably relatively safe, although it's you know Ohio, you never know. Uh, but I think he's going to be protecting the states that he that he he won. Do you see any state he didn't
0: win in 2016? in play for him in 2020 or is that a stretch uh,
1: no there there may be you never know and and we may never know i mean i didn't think that uh and and nor did the clinton people think that michigan was in play or that uh that wisconsin was in play mm-hmm. because she didn't go there i mean and in the end that was just Political malpractice on her campaign's part, uh, but again, those, those, there, there may be something there, and and we may just not know about it th- now. Again, I think it, it 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 will depend on who the uh, opponent is. There might be a different path uh, if you're running against Biden than if you're running against Sanders. Do you
2: think that uh, Michael Bloomberg's money will play a role in this? What do you think? Yeah, he'll end I do. Up doing? I
1: think uh, I think uh, if he if he follows through and he forms a super PAC or something and uh you know campaigns in effect on behalf of the democratic nominee yeah that's uh, i hopefully he'll get a better return on his investment than he did on his own campaign <laughs> but i think he can make a difference there sure
2: and also uh, another guy. I,
1: I, I t- call me old school, but I, I I still think money matters, and you can buy elections. I'm sorry.
2: Well, it didn't work for him. though. No, I
1: know that. What I about Tim that.
2: Steyer, Kevin? Is that another guy that you think might have a role in this, or is he? Pretty he might, much, lesser you think... so
1: than Bloomberg, only because he, you know, was willing to spend less. But he might certainly fewer you billions. Know, he's, he's been out there for some time.
0: Yes, for sure. All right, let's uh, take a look locally at the NY27. That's uh, mm-hmm. a few months away. You've got the debate which will air right here on wben at the beginning of april are there any is there any polling on this race because i haven't really seen uh any
1: no well i have, i'm sure there's polling but you and i haven't seen it the campaigns obviously are polling and the parties are polling um but we haven't seen it um it's you know it's it it all depends on turnout of course And even at that, uh, Nate McMurray, the Democratic candidate, has a very, very narrow path to victory. And I think he knows that. Um, And it's not because, you know, he's a bad candidate or anything. It's just that it's a it's a really, really, really Republican district.
0: If you look at that special election, it's the same night as or the same day Mm -hmm. as the Democrat primary. So back to my question earlier about will New York still be in play if New York's not in play for the primary. Does that hurt Nate McMurray?
1: Obviously, it does. Sure. I think uh, I think if Super Tuesday this past Tuesday had gone differently and many people were thinking that at the end of the night, Sanders might be up by 300 or 350 delegates. If that had happened, then it probably would have been game, set, and match for the Democratic primaries. Uh, you know, uh, no one could catch Bernie and New York would be irrelevant and Democrats would stay home, uh, at least for the presidential primary. And if they came out, it would be v- to vote in the congressional primary. Mm-hmm. And you'd have, you, you know, if, if, you were, uh, if you were Chris Jacobs, you wouldn't have that to worry about, that all these Democrats are coming out en masse to vote for their candidate for president. And while they were there, they were going to also cast a vote for Nate McMurray. Um, but as it stands, it looks like, you know, it'll, it will it may well still matter uh, in April in New York. And if that's the case, then, you know, McMurray should get that bump. Is that enough? I, I tend to think Probably not. But you never know. Uh, again, it's a very, very narrow path. That district is so Republican.
2: Conservative candidate Beth Perlato was uh, in here a couple of weeks ago and she is determined to stay right through the June election and fight mm-hmm. through. And uh, she told me she was getting a lot of support, Kevin, more than I think she even expected, given you know her position, the faith that she wasn't a known commodity really going into this. How do you view her role in this?
1: Well, you know she's a wild card. Yeah. Uh and you never know. Uh you know, we'll see on June 23rd with the uh, with the primary. It's it's going to be I mean it's a weird time for all those candidates here you know you've got the general or the special election coming up uh you've got them collecting signatures they're out there collecting signatures for the june primary at the same time that chris jacobs is campaigning for the special election uh and then of course there's a november election um it's it's just uh, you know it's a weird situation and again people point out that uh, there's a good chance that the district as we know it will disappear because of uh because of redistricting coming up
2: when would they gerrymander that district if in fact that happen.
1: that would that would happen uh, you know good 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 uh good question uh it, not just when would they who would gerrymander it the uh i'm sorry they won't gerrymander they'll redistrict it gerrymandering is political but anyway the uh <laughs> the uh state legislature that's elected this fall the state assembly and the state senate will write the will will write the new map we'll put together the new map they'll do it for the state assembly they'll do it for the state senate and they'll do it for congress in advance of the 20 uh yeah 2022 elections so and that will be done between now and then based on the census that we're about to take um and if uh as is expected Democrats retain control of the state senate. We know they're going to retain control of the state assembly. The governor is a Democrat. Um, it's not going to be good for Republicans right, to redistrict right. for wall. the first time in decades, because it's always been the case, at least for huh. you know decades, that you've had a Democrat assembly, you had a Republican Senate, and they had to they had to cooperate, they had to share, in effect, the chalk when they when yes. they draw the new lines. Now that that wouldn't be necessary. The Republicans would be out in the cold, and you know, look out. Is there, a a Is
0: there a chance the Republicans can retake there, there, control? There's,
1: there's always a chance. Uh, Is it a good chance, though? There's not a good chance. Okay. Uh, but, you know, uh, Nick, I've seen Nick Langworthy work his magic before. Uh, oftentimes on my behalf, so I, uh, I I don't discount the fact that he might pull a rabbit out of his hat. I, I wouldn't bet on it, however. I think, again, like uh, like New York uh, 27 for the Democrats, the state Senate for Republicans is really, really, really a, a, a tough road to hoe.
0: Look at that. We have a two-hour show, and both hours, sports betting came up. <laughs> Imagine each
1: hour. that, Joe. Yes. yes. Well,
0: Kevin, thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. It was a great show. Mickey Kearns in the first hour, uh, Andrew Cuomo's press conference, and Kevin Hardwick. Jam-packed. Kevin, thank you so much. You're welcome. And I will, uh, I will be back on Friday. Brenda will be here on Sunday. I am going to be in New York, not getting the coronavirus. Let's hope not. Uh, also, Brenda and I will be at the Taste of Education on Tuesday. Hope to see you there.
2: I got my bib dry cleaned. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> I'm ready to go. This is going to be great. I'm very excited. Coming up next is Meet the Press. After this quick break, we will see you all next week here on WBEN Buffalo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.